we've all uh, recently gone through one of the greatest health challenges faced in recent times with COVID-19. Um, USAID-led government interagency global vax initiative, uh, which was really about accelerating uh, COVID-19 vaccination delivery around the world. Today on the Daily Scoop podcast from the Scoop News Group, how USAID is continuing to leverage cloud to support its global mission, and why being able to develop once and use many times is key to security in the cloud. It's Thursday, October 12th, 2023. Welcome to the Daily Scoop podcast, where you'll hear the latest news and trends facing government leaders. I'm the host of the Daily Scoop podcast, Billy Mitchell. Here's what's happening now. A group of Democratic lawmakers led by Massachusetts Senator Ed Markey and Congresswoman Pramila Jayapal of Washington sent a letter this week to President Joe Biden urging him to include the White House's AI Bill of Rights as part of an upcoming executive order. The AI Bill of Rights, which was published last October, emphasizes key values for the deployment of AI, including privacy, protections against algorithmic discrimination and explainability. But the principles don't currently carry the force of law, and now these lawmakers want Biden to order federal agencies to apply the principles when deploying their own AI operations. Agencies should have to consider these requirements when using AI that could have a significant impact on the public in addition to adopting best practices, the lawmakers wrote in their letter. And the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, better known as CISA, and other federal agencies released guidance on Tuesday on how to boost open source software safety, security, and resilience among tech vendors and critical infrastructure facilities, as open source technology has seen increased use in the past few years. CISA's Joint Cyber Defense Collaborative, including the Federal Bureau of Investigation, National Security Agency and the Treasury Department released the guidance aimed at senior leadership and operations personnel at operational technology vendors and critical infrastructure facilities in order to highlight best practices and considerations for the secure use of open source software. The fact sheet outlines recommendations for improving security of open source software, including vendor support of OSS development and maintenance, better management of vulnerabilities, strengthening patch management, improving authentication and authorization policies, and establishing common frameworks for cybersecurity and IT best practices. You can read more about these stories and much more at fedscoop.com. The United States Agency for International Development, also known as USAID, is an independent federal agency primarily responsible for administering civilian foreign aid and development assistance. As such, the ability to leverage cloud services has played a pivotal role in helping USAID support several key mission objectives, including efforts to foster global health, climate sustainability, and supply chain initiatives, according to USAID Chief Information Officer Jason Gray. Ray recently joined my colleague Wyatt Cash and Jamie Baker, Director of Federal Civilian Health Science Policy at Amazon Web Services, for a conversation about leveraging the cloud and how it can reduce administrative overhead, free up resources to support more meaningful work, and accelerate automation and speed up security patching and development. Let's tune into that conversation now. As federal agencies continue to migrate more of their IT and data management operations to the cloud, they are also realizing the ability not just to modernize their operations, but also improve their ability to deliver on their mission. 
One such agency is the United States Agency for International Development, or USAID, an independent agency of the federal government primarily responsible for administering civilian foreign aid and development assistance. Joining us to talk about how USAID's migration to the cloud helped it to improve mission-oriented support for climate sustainability, global health, and supply chain initiatives are Jason Gray, Chief Information Officer at USAID, and also joining us to add perspective on how cloud computing is helping federal agencies is Jamie Baker, Director of Federal Health Science Policy at Amazon Web Services. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. And Jason, let me start with you. Uh, give us a brief sense of the scope of USAID's IT operations and the increasing amount of data that USAID generates and handles. Thank you for having me. Um, so uh, USAID operates in more than 80 countries around the world, uh, providing disaster relief, poverty relief, technical cooperation on global issues uh, such as environment, global health, and humanitarian assistance. So from, a, from an IT standpoint and operations, we have uh, nearly 14,000 users worldwide uh, in offices both in the U.S., as well as those uh, 80 plus missions in Asia, Africa, Latin America, and the Middle East, uh, supporting 200 plus applications. So as you can imagine, uh, the cloud has been absolutely critical to our IT operations. And then what have been some of your biggest challenges of late in uh, harnessing the vast amounts of data that your agency works with? And how has the cloud helped address some of those challenges? Yeah, that's a great question. And I would say uh, it really comes down to, to three real challenges. One uh, is a geographically distributed uh, data across those 80 countries, uh, as well as the administrative overhead in managing, securing, protecting, and defending uh, the data and systems, uh, as well as the technology footprint um, that you would have to uh, support uh, and this is where the cloud comes in. When I look at the geographic distribution, uh, it, it's wonderful having everything in the cloud because uh, then I'm not codependent on 80 plus different locations uh, to pull on that data or share that data or make that data available. Uh, as you can imagine, the administrative overhead as well. Uh, you know, imagine having individuals who are having to uh, manage the data and secure and provide operations in 80 different uh, locations. Uh, versus in a cloud model uh, where everything is centralized uh, and uh, available. Same thing from a technology standpoint, just the, the ability to uh, support the technology uh, in a central spot versus uh, 80 plus different spots makes it much, much easier. And then Jamie, I'm curious to so your perspective, what are the biggest challenges that you're also seeing agencies having in harnessing the rapid growth of data. And again, how do you see agencies really making smarter use of the cloud over the past year? Thank you for having me. Um, so one thing I, I would highlight was USAID was one of the very earliest adopters of, of cloud computing. Uh, and I think it really is reflective of <clears throat> their Fatara scorecard, which has been um, extremely high for a number of years now. Um, I think the, the largest challenges really stem from um, just the, the pure data explosion um, that's happening across uh, pretty much every uh, agency vertical across the federal government. And the, the challenge is really about how do you find what, is, what are the most critical data sets that are most uh, impactful for the mission, um, categorizing them and making sure that you have the proper metadata to put that data um, to better use. Um, 
<clears throat> one of the benefits around cloud computing is really once you get your data into a uh, in, into an ecosystem um, that it, you now have access to uh, cloud native tools where you can test and try different analytics capabilities, different databases, and really get access to hundred of independent software vendors we call ISVs, um, so that you can um, test rapidly to see what are the best tools available and what are the uh, best ways that you can actually put that data to, to use. Um, and then finally, what I'd say is we look into the future, all of the development around uh, artificial intelligence and now uh, the generative AI movement that's happening, um, all of that development is really happening on the large scale cloud platforms. And so making sure that your data is available um, and, uh, and, and put into a, a location like uh, a cloud computing really gives you access to those next generation tools so that you can drive further insights into those uh, large data sets. Well, uh, Jason, what are some examples of the kinds of insights and benefits that your agency employees are gaining by leveraging the cloud? Yeah, so um, I, I would say that a few of them would be, as I mentioned briefly before, the re reduction of the administrative overhead uh, is freeing up resources to be able to focus on uh, other activities that need to get done. Uh, availability. Uh, as you can imagine, being geographically uh, dispersed across the, the globe, uh, having a, a central spot, the availability, uh, not having to depend on uh, local uh, network uh, infrastructure or connectivity uh, makes it the access to that data much easier. Uh, decision making has been absolutely critical. I think in the last few months, we have had uh, several order departures where we've had to uh, evacuate people from uh, areas like Sudan and Niger and Haiti, uh, and the uh, ability to have the data in the cloud to be able to inform decision-making uh, in some cases, uh, certainly in these cases, uh, time is absolutely critical. Uh, and then uh, another benefit, uh, and, I, and this gets to a, a bit of what Jamie was talking about, uh, is being able to uh, you know, uh, develop once and use many and establish best practices and not have to sift through numerous uh, environments to, found, to find that and share that. Uh, that has been really, really helpful uh, being in a cloud model uh, instead of having it uh, siloed. And then Jamie, uh, you know, I'm curious also, what are some other examples of the kinds of insights or benefits that you're seeing agencies achieve by leveraging the cloud and, and maybe what they could learn from what USAID is doing? So the other verticals that I support um, in our federal practice are healthcare and science. Um, an example I would give in the healthcare realm is at the National Institutes of Health, the, the STRIDES program which is essentially a research enclave that they've established for the extramural research community. Think of like the academic medical centers who are receiving uh, federal grant dollars. It creates an environment for them to be able to put their most highly valued data sets into an NIH controlled environment and then gives them access to the, the tools and uh, analytics capabilities to really drive further scientific discovery. Um, another example would be over at NASA in the Earth Observation um, uh, Satellite uh, Division, where they're moving their, their satellite data information into uh, Amazon Web Services and then putting different analytics capabilities uh, towards that data and then looking across different types of satellite feeds to say, 
you know, are there correlations between uh, ocean uh, levels and uh, carbon dioxide levels in different parts of uh, the world so that they can get better understanding of how our planet um, is really interacting between these different um, uh, environments. And then lastly, I would, I would highlight uh, specifically for USAID, uh, the Biden administration's uh, Pro, uh, Prosper Africa program connected us with um, uh, with Choppies, which is a an African grocery store, um, and they're leveraging the cloud to to create an application that allows the the, the the supermarket chain to interact with local farmers so that they can get better information about how the crops are doing. Um, and then leveraging blockchain technology to ensure that they have uh, visibility into that that stream of, of goods that are coming into the grocery store. And I thought that would be, you know, really insightful for them to be able to uh, to get better predictive analytics about, um, you know, the food that's coming to people's uh, uh, plates. Thank you for sharing that. And Jason, one of the things I loved about what Jamie just shared was, you know, how the cloud's ultimately helping, uh, you know, the broader public. And I'm curious, how has modernizing with cloud applications translated into other tangible benefits for the global communities that USAID serves? Yeah, so uh, a few examples come to mind. Uh, one, I know uh, we've all uh, recently gone through one of the greatest health challenges uh, faced in recent times with COVID-19. Um, USAID uh, led a government interagency global vax initiative, uh, which was really about accelerating uh, COVID-19 uh, vaccination delivery around the world. Uh, we pulled in multiple data sources to monitor and evaluate uh, in our partner countries uh, to provide summaries of, uh, you know, how, how are the vaccination rates going? And uh, so that was one of the ways. Uh, another was through uh, something we call our development data library, uh, which is really about open data and making sure that we're sharing that and being transparent with that. As a government agency, we need to make sure that uh, we're, we're transparent with the data that we're collecting and making it available uh, for others to use. Uh, and then the last thing I would say, and I know there's been a, a lot of press on this recently, uh, but uh, a USAID-supported platform called DIA, uh, which is uh, providing government services uh, during wartime in Ukraine. Uh, it has enabled uh, millions of Ukrainians to access over 100 government services, again, through the cloud. So those, those are a few uh, ways that cloud is helping us uh, reach our, you know, those we serve. Sounds like it has a tremendous impact as well. Um, and then just to start wrapping up, uh, Jason, what are one or two lessons that you've learned about migrating to, uh, to or leveraging the cloud or maybe what might you have done differently? And what opportunities are you planning to work on next? Yeah, so I would say um, in hindsight, it's always reflective, right? I would have certainly jumped on board quicker. Uh, again, I, I know uh, that uh, USAID has been a, a, an early adopter to cloud. Uh, the Department of Education, where I had come from, was also an early adopter to cloud. Uh, I would have, I know there was a lot of concern about the risks associated with it. Uh, and I felt like the government has done a great job of, uh, with our cloud service providers uh, like AWS and, and others uh, to ensure that we're securing information. So I would have, I would have embraced it quicker. Um, because as mentioned, just the, the time saved uh, in the improved security, instead of having to secure 80 different 
just securing a few uh, allows us to uh, align our resources and be more effective and efficient with them. Uh, in terms of the future, I know, uh, as Jamie mentioned about the generative AI, uh, really we're heavily focused on how can we embrace that uh, so that we're not uh, delaying, uh, but also being deliberate with how uh, we are looking for services, um, really interested in a, a federal or a FedRAMP uh, cloud uh, for AI would be very uh, amazing that would mitigate some of that risk and allow us to start uh, leveraging some of the technologies available out there today. Great suggestion. And uh, Jamie, finally, what additional recommendations might you make uh, to uh, help agencies continue to leverage the cloud more effectively? Yeah, I think as uh, as agencies get more mature in their understanding of uh, how cloud computing can really be leveraged to, to accelerate their mission, I think it always is important to focus on not just lifting and shifting an, an application to a different um, you know, data center, if you will. Um, I think the true value of cloud really comes out in, in the modernization of those applications. Um, and then the automation that comes with that and being able to, to really get what we call the undifferentiated heavy lifting of IT um, uh, really out of the equation so that you know, your IT infrastructure can essentially be automated um, with security patching, uh, with development, uh, DevOps uh, uh, deployments and, and things like that. Um, and then uh, secondly, I would say if, you know, if you're an agency that's, uh, that's very new and thinking about getting into the, uh, to leveraging the cloud, um, one recommendation I would have is don't start with something that's really easy to do. Um, meaning like just put their, you know, their public facing website on, on the cloud. That's a pretty, uh, easy lift. Um, I've seen agencies be very successful when they when they first moved a very mission critical application, because that was really a signal from leadership saying, we're serious about this and we need everybody to get on board. Um, and we're going to, you know, we need to make sure this is this can't fail. Right. And so um, that's a, a suggestion um, of uh, and an opportunity, I think, that you know many agencies might be able to take advantage of when they're um, you know continuing to migrate and take advantage of cloud computing. Absolutely. Well, Jason Gray and uh, Jamie Baker, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to share your insights about how leveraging the cloud really not only helps federal agencies, but helps the uh, public at large. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. You can learn more about federal cloud efforts at thedailyscooppodcast.com. The Daily Scoop podcast is available on all podcast platforms. If you've already rated the podcast on your platform of choice, thanks so much. High ratings and good reviews of the show help more people to find it. The Daily Scoop podcast is a production of the Scoop News Group in Washington, D.C. Adam Butler and Carlin Fisher help put the show together, and the entire Scoop News Group team contributes. We'll be back again next week with brand new episodes. Until then, I'm your host, Billy Mitchell. Thanks so much for listening.